All right, mamas. Well, first of all, let's just get it out there. This is our season finale. Oh my gosh, Kate. We have had two seasons. Check us out. That's that's really impressive. You know what you know what is amazing? What? Did we think about the possibility of our current US democracy existing the way it does when we started this two seasons ago? Damn it. How far away Damn it, Kate, was that? Really? Like that's what you're gonna talk about right now? Okay, fine. We'll talk about oh, we're yeah. gonna get to this the the clusterfuck that was election 2016 okay america has one upped the united kingdom in foolishness okay um impressive we've got so much to say about that we're just gonna we're just gonna hold on but but because this was our season finale kate we planned our season finale before trump got elected okay so we wanted to wrap our heads around a few things that we talked about so that we could you know give give full rounded conversation to some of the things that we left at I don't have an answer to. So some of those things were travel, breastfeeding, guilt, self-care. Kate, start us off on travel. Where the hell are you? Are you ever leaving Artie again? So I figured out five days, golden. (laughs) I am like happy to be on my own. If I'm in a hotel room and can like eat candy in bed and watch Bravo in my underpants, that is like the period of time I want to do that. Over that... We still have not successfully mastered. We'll work on it again. Maybe when, like, he has hit puberty and is being a real shit. Maybe that'll sound more positive. Right now, he's super cute. And, um, you know, he's also more fun on FaceTime now. So maybe that'll be, that'll make it a little easier. But yes, I am not traumatized for life. I feel like we've had a couple of fans ask whether, you know, whether Kate ever came back from that. I did. I did. I'm alive. Everything's great. Um, my kid's still cute. He did not die without me. But yes, positive updates on oh, travel. Oh, that is so awesome. Well, of course, I'm, when we get on the topic of breastfeeding now, um, I am still going strong. Um, still have no clue why, probably because I'm still not getting any sleep. Uh, so I haven't had a lot of time to think about it. <laughs> Um, if I'm, we always are hundred percent honest with each other and our listeners. So, um, in the back of my head, it still kind of feels like the right thing to do, but yeah, that's also having gone past the fact that I'm no longer bleeding at the nips anymore. So that's an improvement. And, um, she won't take a bottle <laughs> jokes on me. So <laughs> oh, Jesus. I love that, like, only in motherhood are you like, no, things are actually going in. Okay, my nipples aren't bleeding anymore. I got my nips back. I got my nips back. It's all relative. Always. I mean, we had... um, a great conversation with loads of moms over. We had great conversations with loads of, of powerful, amazing, talented women over the past season. And guilt was something that came up often. I'm just throwing it out there. Okay. I'm, I'm still guilty for every little thing I do. I mean, yesterday I gave my daughter Doritos and I was just like, worst mother ever. <laughs> <laughs> I will, I will say that's, I feel like that's one thing I continue to do pretty well is just not like, I, I feel like the cause 
cosmic like reality of like the garbage fire of this year has really allowed me to put in perspective things like I, you know, I watched a movie with my kid. We generally don't like him to watch movies. He's fine. He's alive. He likes spaceships. Like (laughs) nobody's going to die. He's going to eat a Dorito every once in a while. Like he got really excited about Halloween candy for a little bit. And I was like, oh, we have maybe planned that a little better. And no, like he doesn't care anymore. We were like, do you want candy or do you want watermelon? He chose the watermelon. And I was like, look at that. Look at that, you buddy. You're a parent of the friggin' year, okay? Watermelon well, over candy? It helps that, like, watermelon slices are the size of your whole entire head <laughs> versus, like, like five M&Ms in a bag. Yeah. So, you know, he's no dummy. He's no dummy. But, yeah. So, guilt is pretty low. Like, on the list of things that are, are fucking up my life right now, Guilt, very, very low. Okay, but hey, all right, so parental guilt, you're a pro at. How's the self care going? (laughs) So you're not guilty. Uh, You're not putting yourself on a guilt trip, but are you taking time for kids? I feel feel really good about not getting the amount of rest or uh, exercise that I need. I'm just, I'm just real chill about like all of the horrible abuse I, uh, I unleashed my body. No, I, you know, this weekend, honestly, like, partly because I had a cold, partly because of election, post-election depression. Um, I just watched TV on the couch and took naps all weekend. And my husband was really good and and uh, backed me up on this decision. <laughs> um, but that's about, that's it. That is the sum total of my self-care. I wish, I wish... That I were going through a 10-step Korean face care <laughs> routine. But this is not, this is just not happening right now. So is it, for the sake of our wrap-up, I mean, in all honesty, no. Um, self-care has not been at the top of the list. But it is something that I, I now recognize how important it is. And as I think we talked about when we first talked about it, it is necessary for me to show my next generation that this is how they should care for themselves and how they should value themselves. So it's really a lesson in teaching them by through example. So I'm still working on that. We'll probably still be talking about this next season, <laughs> but hopefully by then yeah. I'll have a, at least one step of the 10 step process going by then. <clears throat> Um, but with self-care in mind, you know, by sitting on the couch that it's not always about getting your nails done and going to the spa, right? It's sometimes taking the time you need to process emotional pain. And that is our segue into Ah. our commentary on the post-election realities. Um, (laughs) we've talked about race with respect to everyone. We've talked about, um, religion with respect to everyone. We've done a really good job on being, you know, pretty open and inclusive for two out of three topics that are usually detrimental to relationships, right? (sighs) I don't, I can't promise you, Kate, that, um, I won't offend this time. I, and I, any listener that is a pro pro Trump listener, um, 
so I just want to be clear because we respect our, our listeners and we love you all. And it's been, we don't want to be um, inherently divisive, but what I've learned, and I think this is something I wanted to throw out there too. So we'll get to your question, but I just wanted like, again, I just have to do this disclaimer. I've never been so awed by someone who can say absolutely whatever they want to with no regard to the feelings of others. And the nation that I'm a part of just yep. elected this person as president. Okay. So what that says to me is that while yes, we want to teach positive examples. I, as someone that often think about and overthink about how I'm affecting other people, I am now saying to our listeners who I truly respect for the most part that I am going to follow suit in this episode at least and say whatever the hell I feel like. So I just put that out there. So we can now continue. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure I was clear <laughs> before we started this conversation. Yeah. No, that's a good point. And and honestly, like if you are a listener and you are super psyched about Trump being president or you voted for Trump or uh I would love to hear why. Like I would just love to talk talk about it. So Please feel free like to anonymously write us, contact us over or Tumblr or Facebook. Anyway, like, you know, we'd, we'd love to hear because right now it just feels completely nonsensical. And I say that as somebody with a lot of family and friends in the South and um, who's not totally isolated in my West Coast world, um, it still just doesn't. Like, it just doesn't make sense. So, so you were saying about us being moms, let's have that, let's, let's frame it because this, like, like, you know, I'm ready to go off the handle. So let's bring it. Yeah. So, so what have you been feeling? Like, tell me what your thoughts are and I will, I'll, I'll chime in appropriately. Cause clearly I'm upset. I just want so to say that, that that's why I can't really figure oh, out yeah. what I want to say. So you frame me, you bring me. Oh Yeah. Well, we'll start with the negative where I just like, I don't have the energy and the time that I want to dedicate to doing something active. Like I wish I were still like, you know, it were eight years ago and I were living on my own and, you know, honestly still in DC um, and could really like get out there and do something physically and make myself present. Um, that's really frustrating for me. Like I can barely, I like I, I can barely handle my job and taking care of my kid and being like a, a semi supportive spouse um, without like completely destroying my immune system as demonstrated by my current toddler cough. Um, so just, you know, I, I got an email. I have some friends are going on like a, a retreat weekend in January. And I got an email from one of the women in the group saying, Hey, why don't, instead of, you know, going and sitting by a pool for the weekend, why don't we all go out to DC for the inauguration and be part of that March and, um, and protest and like, I got the email and I just started crying because I was like, I just can't do it. Like I can't like physically 
I can't do it. Like I went on a work trip to DC that was like pretty chill and relaxing the whole time and wasn't in January and felt just physically destroyed by the end of it. And so like feeling the, the limits of my own, like that my own physical limitations are impacting my, like my political and ethical existence is really like painful. And I have a lot of shame about it right now. I think the the word you use is shame. And I think it's really important that as people kind of go through this, whether, you know, whether you're excited about it or sad about it, just being very honest and, and truthful about what they feel. So I really appreciate that you use strong language like shame because you have to say it in order to like go through that feeling and get past it. Um, you know, one of the things we we want, I know you wanted to talk about too, Kate was, um, how we're dealing with it, with me being abroad. And I think the funny thing is one of the people it's all connected for me because, um, we have someone that was really pro Hillary Clinton here and, you know, clearly British, but just was so in, 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 engrossed in the election. And every time we go, we talk, we chat, we don't do all the political banter, and the first thing he said to us when he saw us post-election was that it's your fault that that she didn't win. And I was oh fuck a lot of that. Well, and but I there, there's there's so much wrapped into that. There's so many feelings wrapped into that. So many feelings. Um, but it does one of those feelings is very much so attached to the fact of like somebody can see my situation as being you know middle-class American with more resource, resources than the impoverished. So you should always be doing more. Right. And that was one of the, the, the multitude of feelings I had. And we'll talk about some of the other ones, but was, I, where am I getting this time? I moved to DC. I rejected other law schools so that I could be in DC in the time of the Obama administration to just see if this man was going to be president. I made an entire life decision on an election, right? This time wasn't that opportunity. There was not space for me to be more than a financial donor. And, you know, you kind of sit there now and you, and and I, I am, again, it's partly shame and partly anger because it's like, well, maybe he's right. There is more that I could have done. Yeah, there is physically more I could have done at the expense of my children, at the expense of my marriage, at the expense of my friendships that are already borderline care for, at the expense of my professional aspirations. Like, when do I take care of myself? And I'm already a mom who's struggling with taking care of herself, putting myself first. So now on top of everything that is directly connected to me, I now have to bear the weight of an election like this. And yeah, so I agree with you. Fuck a lot of that. That's that's just post-election frustration that was directed to the words, the one American that they know, right? But there is part of that. And that's exactly what you're saying, where you look in the mirror and you're like, had I done X things, would this outcome be different? Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I did. I called, I called for the campaign and like tried to be really present donated um and i'll always feel like i could have done more it's more like the going forward like you know i talk to a lot of friends who are feeling like that rage and that like 
need to be proactive now. And that's kind of where they're getting their comfort. Like they're, they've coming, they're coming up with action plans and like, I want, I want to have an action plan. I don't know what that is yet beyond writing checks. Like, okay. So this is, again, I'm, I'm pushing back on you because right now, like, for example, off topic, we just moved, you know, this we're like, I barely can get a schedule around Dowdy's schedule. You know, the two, two little people that I created, I barely can figure out what their day looks like right now. But I think what's going to happen similarly is over time, I will have this space to sit down and say, okay, this is what I want their day to look like. This is what they need to do. This is how I fit into that day. This is how Doug and I manage our relationship. And there is also space. When you give yourself some time to figure out what you're supposed to do next, that's when you can make the plan. I think the interesting thing about our American politics is that it's very much so hurry up and wait, hurry up and wait. Like politics has been happening since the beginning of our nation. And I think what I'm hearing you say is like, you feel very pressed right now to make the action plan cake, but like, fuck that. Like the action needs to happen for the rest of your life. So why, because the election didn't go right this time. Do you feel the weight to have an action plan for tomorrow? You know what I mean? The action plan needs to happen continuously. And if you burn yourself out trying to do it now, what good are you to the next episode where we have to fight back because it's like this is what I truly believe this is not the first time nor the last time we've been in a position like this so yeah. and again maybe this is coming from like both you and I are from are, are represent disenfranchised community you women me black women right so it's yeah. not the first time we've been in a position where people where the president has not been in our in in our favor right so trying to be trying to make a plan tomorrow. Again, we come from a a group of friends that are very much so action oriented and they're going to get shit done, but a lot of them don't have children. So they don't have that responsibility of looking at someone when you come home from work or you come home from your long day of whatever you're doing, or maybe your long day is with that child and you just want to sit down and watch TV. Yeah. You just fucking fry. So the action plan, and again, you're great because you push me to think about things like this. That is the problem is that the expectation is that it's supposed to have an instant fix. And that's not the case. Your action plan, Kate, every day you being a positive example is an action, right? So, and I'm on my soapbox. I'm going to be on my soapbox a lot today, but I just feel like that in itself (laughs) pisses me off because I'm like, you cannot put more on yourself. If you don't have it to make an action plan today, I have no doubt in my mind that there will come a time where you're able to make the action. And that's where I struggle is I'm like, so do I now, do we now represent everyone that didn't vote? 50% of the, almost, almost 50% of the population did not vote. Didn't vote. Yeah. But you're out here getting the gray hair because you don't got an action plan right now. (laughs) See, I'm going to be quiet. This is where I, I'm going to be quiet. You just go ahead with the rest of the show because I just can't. No, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I mean, I I think that's the other, like, that's the other half of how this feels different is that, like, at the same time, I have less energy, less, you know, less time to put into doing something 
I have like so much more motivation not to just throw up my hands. Like it feels like, you know, like when, when Bush got elected for the second time, I was one of those kids who was like, Hmm, Canada's looking good. Like, (laughs) Should I start dating somebody in, from the EU? <laughs> like, no reason. Um, and this time, that's not, like, no. This is our country. Like, this is where my kid's going to grow up. And if he has kids, his kids. And it's fucking ours. And we're taking it back. So, so at the same time that I'm feeling, like, really exhausted, when I do manifest, like, some tiny bit of energy, like where I can look at it straight. I just, I just want to burn everything down. (laughs) Like I want to, I want to do something and I want to make that a really central part of like who I am and how my kid sees me. And I think that that's, that's a, again, always, always bringing me to the positive light. You're always bringing me off the ledge, Kate. Um, you're right. Because <laughs> that is, and that's why I feel so impassioned about you not burning yourself out today. Because I have no doubt that our friend network is going to stay impassioned for the long haul, but there's going to be a significant part of the population that drops off and starts to feel like this is normal. And it's not. And when those people believe that it's normal, that's when we actually have to continue and work even harder because I don't want our little people growing up in a nation where this is normal. It can happen. Mistakes happen all the time, right? But to think that this is normal is perpetuating a belief system that I don't want to have as a national dialogue. I just don't think that that's appropriate. And we're going to stay committed to that for longer because we're going to look into the faces of our little people every day and think, my God, we're sending you out into this world. What world do I want you to be sent out into? But what I will say, and this is where I push, we push each other, is that I can't, as much as I'm impassioned right now, it's because I'm in a safe space with you, but I also don't know who's listening to this, right? And it's the chilling effect for me. When I woke up and found out that this had happened, it wasn't, oh man, this person has different policies from me got elected. It was, oh, okay. I'm kind of scared to talk about how awesome it is to be black right now because it can't, I, I, I don't see. And again, it's my own perspective. Other people have their own and that's why we, People have different opinions, but I can't see how I should feel comfortable in a nation led by someone who literally bred his campaign on hate. Now, whether or not that was who he is actually is irrelevant to me because there was a significant part of the population that voted for him based on the belief that he was someone that would run a campaign on hate. And those people are the ones that scare me. Those people are the ones that we live amongst and work amongst. And do I still have the space to speak openly and confidently? And when I say I am also speaking as a mother, I'm speaking, does my, do my little people get viewed differently? I mean, I knew that they, there was a chance, but I didn't realize that we were in a world where it was still so apparent, you know? Yeah. 
Um, so that's yeah. where I am on that. It's like, okay, I'm going to still champion the cause and I'm going to still say what I have to say, but I'm not going to lie and say that it doesn't come with a dose of fear. Oh yeah. Oh, 100%. And one thing that really, this is, this brings up another place where I have like, I'm working through emotions that and making me feel really guilty and shame shamed. And I'm very glad that I'm talking to you is I can still like I'm going to I'm going to Atlanta. I'm going to visit my mom for Thanksgiving. And the you know, my family can walk through the airport in Atlanta and we're fine. Like we we could pass for Republicans if we want to. Like we're three nice like clean cut white people in a heterosexual marriage with like a you know, he's two, but gender conforming kid. Um that is not true for like a lot of the people I love most in the world. And so I feel like the, the, my ability to just cruise through life, not being impacted by this uh, makes me feel extremely, extremely responsible for not like for making actively making the choice to like push back. I, okay. I, again, that's why we're friends is that you realize that you have the ability to pass, right? It was like, um, I'm not sure if you saw SNL with Dave Chappelle, but he was just like, if I could give this up, I would like, it's like, it's like uh, I'm not saying I would give up being, being awesome, chocolatey goodness, but I'm just saying it's like, it's different when you can't hide what people hate about you. And you no longer have the choice to, to, to openly, it's not, it's just, yeah. and it, it's less about me. It's more about my little people. Like I made children. We, my husband, and I made children and we still live in a place where just by default of what their complexion is, they're viewed differently. That is just, that is too much for this episode. Um, but what I will hold on to is the fact that there are people like you that understand that reality and that feel comfortable with me being very vocal about it and that will defend and support. Now, this is another point where I'm, I'm going to go off the cuff is say allies. Where the hell were you? Like where are all these allies in the mission and in the motivation and for our greater America? Because I'm just saying based on the numbers, white America said, fuck y'all. That's what they said. They said, you know what? Yeah. F everybody else. Now, again, it's hard because I just like, I don't want to yeah. be misrepresented as a gangbanger. I don't think you should be misrepresented as a racist, right? Because of the color of our skin. But there is a significant part of white America that voted because of their own individual self-interest. And, 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 and I say white America generally, but there is whoever voted for this individual, especially the well-educated people who voted understanding that this was, um, that they're, they were running based on, Oh, we want to change government and we want to the financial benefits and all these things completely dismissing the racist and sexist and, and homophobic things that were being said. It's like you, I can't get on the bandwagon. I can't get on the bandwagon with this idea of allies because this is not what allies do. You don't say you're an ally. And then when you have the opportunity to vote behind closed doors, you do what's best for you. You do what's best for the allegiance. Yeah. And this is, this is a problem I've been having with a lot of the discussion 
after the election, which I've been trying to avoid and failing, of course, because, you know, social social media. Yay. Um, but, but, you know, I understand the argument that people feel disenfranchised and they feel failed by the system and they just want to blow it all up and start from nothing. But that is a huge privilege. Like, if you feel like, oh, collapsing the government by electing a crazy person can't be worse than the status quo, like, you are you got a pretty sweet status quo. Like, your complaints are, are not, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, America, your complaints are not that big. Like, if the status quo is better, is, is worse than Donald Trump for you, like, you're cruising. Like, if your kids, if you're not worried about your kid getting shot by, by the police, if you're not worried about, like, not being able to use the bathroom in a public place. Like if you're not, it's just mind boggling. If you're not worried about like your parents or like a huge chunk of your community being deported at random or not allowed back into the country, like the fact that you can't empathize with these huge chunks of the American population to the point where you're like, might as well just blow it all up. Like, fuck you. I'm trying. I'm trying really hard to be empathetic. That's like Wednesday after the election. I was like super zen and I was like, I'm going to be empathetic. It's going to be fine. Like this is terrible, (laughs) but we're rebuilding. We're going to like, we're going to communicate better and midterms in two years and we're going to get there. And then like I could handle that for all of like 12 hours before I was just like, like, Oh, my God. Oh, it my this, God. It is this feeling of, like, women, mothers. Like, these are the, this is the community that we actually can talk to. It's like, we need you all, all of you, to recognize that the, the, that the babies, the ones that are here and are alive, are being treated differently for, for, for ridiculous and un, unsound reasons. And... If that motherly aspect, you know, the one that we, we do, we joke a lot about like wanting to dismiss that or hold on to yourself, but this is one of those moments where you should really be channeling the fact that imagine if your little person were viewed differently because of some reason that they had no control over, you would be voting differently. You wouldn't care about your tax bracket. You wouldn't care about just deconstructing government. You would care about what was happening right now for your child. And you can give me some bullshit argument about deconstructing government for the future generations. Bullshit. This country has had what? 44 different presidents. Now y'all had a long time to deconstruct the government. You chose now because it was convenient. And, but, but, but we'll move from that because I'm, I'm so high on the soapbox, Kate. I'm so high. Um, (laughs) there are a couple of things we want to talk about too, which were being out of the country. So let me, let me tell you this. People think we're stupid. I'm just going to put it out there. Um, even in Brexit land, right. They still think we're stupid. (laughs) I mean, yeah. Like glass, glass houses, UK. Okay. (laughs) I know. I know. I know. Um, but, but I remember being here and thinking that's not going to happen next day. 
it happened. And here we are. That's not going to happen. Next day, it happens. So you know what? People are unpredictable, and that's just what it is. Um, I, I go back to the gentlemen. They're, they're very the ones that are I speak to are very impassioned about what happened. They think that it's detrimental for the world. Um, you, at least on BBC, they're showing all of the different leaders wishing Donald Trump well. And I think, honestly, that's the dialogue that you have to have at this point. You done fucked up now, so we can only hope for the best. Right. The house is already, you know, you just hope that the fire doesn't burn the house down. So that that's that's the notion there. Um, But but Kate, you had a really good point about what what are we going to do? Because we may not have the action plan. And like for a lot of the listeners who resonate with us and and we love you all um, because we thought we were the only two people who felt like this. And looks at we have a lot more people that feel this way about motherhood and about maintaining yourself. But with all the things that we've been saying what do we do? Because you got to do something and maybe it's figure out what your long-term action plan is. But what are you thinking right now, Kate? So the big thing I've done is kind of identify the organizations I feel are best place to make a difference or at least try and stem the tide of napalm insanity on anything good in this world. And first, first off, give them money, you know, whatever we can. Uh, This has been a really good excuse for me to just not buy shit for the rest of the year. Um, Like, I'm just going to wear a dress that I already have to the, like, company Christmas party. And I don't, I just don't need anything. I don't need anything as badly as the ACLU needs to, like, fucking kick some ass on voter suppression laws um yeah aclu y'all aclu uh earth justice my husband's big on environmental issues so as a family we're we're doing a donation there um and then also NARAL and and planned parenthood because it's gonna suck to have a uterus in a red state for the next 50 million years. You need all the help you can get. Um, so yeah, so step one is giving them checks. And frankly, like step two is figuring out if I can do anything else. Like there's gotta be something. I know I'm not going to feel this exhausted and overwhelmed forever. Um, and I've gotten on the mailing lists. I'm just keeping an eye on it, trying to figure out where it makes sense. Uh, for me to participate, but it's hard. It shouldn't be hard. I feel terrible. I feel like a fucking asshole. Um, but uh, figuring it out. Oh, well, I mean, here's here's what I, I'll say is that you should not feel like an asshole because we need people like you and I to be healthy and cared for and loved so that we are energized and um, committed and have the energy to invest the time. And I think we're talking about things when you don't have the energy, when you, when you're managing a family, when you're managing little people and kids and trying to build their life up. Uh, so money is definitely great if you have it. I think the other thing is no one, the elections are for all the other shit that needs to be voted on. Like it's not just four years. And I, I'm not saying this as a soapbox. I'm saying this as someone who just came into being passionate about politics in the Obama era. Um, 
so I'm not saying this as a finger wagging. I'm saying as a sign to myself, like I need to understand when these votes are happening. I need to, um, maybe <laughs> get, get my, get, become a Florida resident again, because boy, my state needs me. <laughs> um, so you, are, your state needs you. Oh, oh my man. God. I know. I saw that. I was like, why did I move to DC? <laughs> um, but oh, yeah. man. It's, it's one of those things where those are the kinds of things. And I think, I think your idea about donations versus gifts is a really great idea. Um, and just getting a calendar on your fridge that says, okay, this is when my city's elections are. This is where my state's elections are. This is when this policy is getting voted on. And if you can't remember, um, get on somebody's mailing list that's going to harass you with money because, yo, Hillary would not leave me alone this um, election cycle. So I know that our, our names are in the right places so that we can get um, the information as it's happening. Um, yeah. But- yeah. Get on the mailing list. And if you're if you're more curious about midterm elections, because it's hard to keep up with it, you know, I I live in a in a very like the most democratic like blue blue ass precinct in the whole world like san francisco california i don't think i have to worry about the gop getting a a really big toehold here um but emily's list is a really great research resource for identifying like pro-women women who are running for office um and that's Sadly, like a distinction you have to make. So Um, what's the silver lining then, Kate? What's the silver lining for you? So for me, the silver lining, it's a very, very small one, but there's, there's no way that I'm going to be able to ignore like injustice and the political problems that matter to me. In regards to my kid, like if, you know, if Hillary had won, we would be in a better place. Like on, let's just like throw that out there. We would all be better off. There is no real upside. We'd have a woman president and a lot of policies that would help a lot of people. However, like we are signing ourselves up for four years of watching TV and pretty much daily I suspect seeing something like reading newspaper, looking at Facebook, like walking outside your door, seeing something that can start a conversation with your kid about about things that actually matter in the world, like why we need to be politically active, why we need to be fighting injustice. So that's that's the best I can do. Yeah, Kate, man. Um, So my silver lining (laughs) (laughs) there's a couple but the first one is man i am so okay snl with dave chappelle was definitely speaking to everything i was feeling yes finally dear progressive white americans that kind of thought race was just something people were you know kind of talking about discrimination is real it is apparent and maybe now you guys will believe the rest of the population <laughs> that's actually experiencing it and feeling different and, and that clarity. And, you know, it's unfortunate that you have to get the white majority to kind of like validate your feelings. But I think that's kind of what's happened uh, to some extent. 
So I think that that's good in, in the sense of, okay, well, maybe now when everyone's trying to deconstruct the government that we can actually have a reconstruction with the fact that race is not, uh, our nation is not post-racial. And I just want to do another shout out to all those people in law school in 08 with, who were like, oh, Obama's elected. You're being a racist, Danielle, for saying that the nation's not post-racial. Fuck y'all again. Okay. <laughs> like, I just want to put that out there. <laughs> I'm still harboring feelings. Okay. So <laughs> I love that. Like the silver lining is fuck y'all <laughs> oh, again. Like this is, this is the political equivalent of my nipples aren't bleeding anymore. Like, <laughs> We just did it. 2016 has essentially been, the highlight is my nipples are no longer bleeding and I get to say fuck y'all to all the people who thought we were (laughs) (laughs) post-racial. This shit is so dark. I mean, but okay, but seriously, I also want to say that we can learn something from our president-elect and that is to hold true to yourself, okay? <laughs> because somebody out there is going <laughs> to oh <my> love you. <laughs> oh my gosh, this can't uh, be real life. Oh God, I can't believe this is real life. On that note, thanks, mamas. Take care of yourselves and let's figure out over time how we're going to fix this fucked up pile of dumpster fire. And while you guys are, you know, eating turkeys and getting together for holidays, if you celebrate them, make sure you're listening to old episodes and giving us feedback because we're going to come back. 2017 is going to be an awesome year, stronger than ever before. And we love getting your emails. So if you still love us after this episode, you're really in it for the long haul. So let us know what you think. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you want to hear about. Let us know what what you're doing because I want inspirational stories from other moms on like how you're getting active and feeling in control uh, during this turn in history. Yes. All right. See you all next year. Bye, mamas. That's it for now, y'all. If you're looking for more, you can find us on Facebook, Tumblr, Twitter at Go Ahead Mama. If you've got thoughts on the topics we've covered so far or new stuff that you'd really like us to talk about, email us at letstalkmamacita at gmail.com. We'd also give our firstborn if you would leave us a rating and a review on iTunes, since that's the best way to help new mamas find us. Huge, huge thanks to our intern, Reese Ravner, and to our producers, The Mediocre Parent Show. Check them out at MediocreParentShow.com or on iTunes. Until next time, thanks, mamas.